our next two chapters are uh, chapter 6 and 7. They're about Noah. And so uh, we just want to look briefly tonight at uh, the commentary of in Hebrews 11 concerning Noah's uh, uh, considered to be a part of the hall of faith. And uh, notice there we're uh, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. It says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. We are called to live by faith for several reasons. First of all, we see in this passage here that faith allows us to please the Lord. Without faith it is impossible to please Him in verse 6. It allows us to see His uh, wonderful provision. And it allows us the opportunity to testify of His goodness. And then also, faith brings God glory and pleasure through our lives. But also here, faith supplies the individual with an important and irreplaceable benefit, and that is protection. I'm thankful for God's protection upon our lives. Reminds me of a woman who opened the door of a building and was about to step outside when she heard a voice saying, don't take that next step or you'll regret it. She paused and a brick came crashing down to the pavement and where she would have been standing. She looked around and there was no one nearby. The next day, this woman was about to step out into the street when she heard the same voice say, don't take that next step or you'll regret it you'll regret it. And as she paused, a truck came racing by and smashed into a nearby vehicle. She knew if she hadn't listened to that voice, she would have been hurt badly or maybe even killed. She looked behind her and there was no one nearby. All right, she said, who are you? The voice replied, I'm your guardian angel. And she said, oh, if that's the case, where were you on my wedding day? <laughs> you thought that was really going to be a serious story, didn't you? Yeah. You know, hearing voices. Now, listen, you see, you and I hear and we believe and we respond to the Word of God by faith. And when we do, we are protected from the evils of the world around us. God provides here Noah's testimony to undergird this particular truth. Again, Hebrews 11.7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah was a man of God. We read that. We'll look at that more in detail in Genesis when we get to Genesis chapter 6. And God, of course, surveys the world and finds it to be in such an evil condition that He is going to destroy it with the flood. But God found Noah to be a uniquely righteous man. 
God ordered uh, Noah to build an ark. He did so, and he saved his entire family. And because of the faith of Noah, his entire family was saved alive. You see, faith in God will not only protect your life, but it will protect your entire family's life. Living through faith provides the bearer with two unprecedented forms of protection. We will look at those uh, this evening. Those two uh, unprecedented forms of protection. Number one, God's Word warns us of unseen dangers. God's Word warns us of unseen dangers. The Bible makes it clear that before the flood came, it did not rain upon the earth. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. And yet God went to Noah, and he told him it was going to rain. In Genesis chapter 7 and verse 4, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. See, God knew the danger on its way, although Noah could not see it. God knows the dangers in the world around us as well. He's warned us of them in the Word of God. And yet it takes faith to believe, to trust, to act upon His warnings. And what hidden dangers has God, through His Word, warned us about? Well, number one, be warned of the tempter. Be warned of the tempter. In 1 Peter chapter 5, and verse 8 and 9, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. We're given the tools necessary to avoid and overcome the devil. 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'm afraid too many people today give the devil an open door into their lives. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 20 says, Be, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Too many Christians are giving place to the devil in their lives. So be warned of the tempter, but secondly, be warned of the temptation. James chapter 1 verse 13 through 15 says, "Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed and then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. 1 Peter 4.2 says that he no longer should live the, the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of man, but to the will of God. Temptation is common to each one of us. Thankfully, it's something that God has diligently warned us about in the Bible. But what will you do with that warning? God always gives us a way out of the temptation. First, 
Corinthians 10, 13, a familiar verse. There is, there hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. In other words, don't take for granted that you're going to be prepared for the temptation. A will to avoid temptation is not enough, but we must possess the discipline to avoid it and forsake it. Noah had to make his choice on a daily basis. He had to choose to, uh, to avoid temptation, the temptation to sin, to compromise, to quit to walk away from the task that the Lord had given to him. Remember, he lived during the most wicked days on the earth. Genesis 6, 5 tells us, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of the thoughts of his hearts were only evil continually. So be warned of the tempter, be warned of the temptation. Thirdly, be warned of the consequences. In Genesis 6, and verse 7, again it says, Be not deceived. Excuse me, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You see, every act that we do in life is a seed. And that seed is sown into the fields of our lives, and we never stop sowing seeds. So no, no, no matter uh, of whether if we are sowing, but it's a matter, or it's not a matter of, of if we're sowing, but it's a matter of what we're sowing. What kind of seed do we scatter throughout our days? Why does it matter? Because the type of seed that you sow is the type of fruit that you'll bear. Galatians 6 and verse 8 says, For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. For he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Not too much sowing going on these days. Around here, we're getting ready for winter. Now back in Kansas, where I grew up, we, uh, we'd do a little sowing in the fall. That winter wheat had to get in the ground. Actually, should be in the ground by now. You know? But you know, if you sow seeds, take for instance an orange seed, what are you going to get? Well, I hope you can get oranges. How about an apple seed? You're going to get apples. Grapefruit. You're going to get grapefruit. Will you ever get a coconut tree out of an apple seed? No. Because those are not the seeds that have been sown. Now, if we sow obedience, we're going to reap protection. Protection from God's judgment. Protection of our minds from uh, suspicion and, and protection uh, from fear to provide peace of mind, protection from uh, the things that would harm us. You must sow to the Spirit and we're going to bear fruit of the Spirit. So be warned of the consequences. And then fourthly, be warned of the condemnation. Now that word condemnation means an adverse sentence or the verdict. The, to judge against, that is, to condemn. The world is being judged and sentenced because of their deeds. And God warned Noah, and the Bible says that Noah warned the world. 
We read over in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. You see, the Word of God warns us about the penalty that faces every man and every woman for their sin. And it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Sin entered into, uh, into mankind through Adam's sin. Romans 5.18, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the rightness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto the justification of life. Now, fortunately, God provided a way out of condemnation because He said all over in chapter 5 and verse 8 of Romans, but God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He said in Romans 8, 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So God warns us of unseen dangers. But secondly, God, God's Word protects us with useful direction. Useful direction. Now in Noah's day, God's Word came to him personally. The Bible said God not only warned Noah about the flood, but He also directed him in how to avoid it. This was not something that Noah came up with on his own. He just didn't say, well, let's see, boy, things are looking like uh, this might happen or that might happen. He wasn't watching the politics of the day. No, God came to him and personally gave him the instruction. The knowledge came to him by direct revelation of God. And it was the needed direction during that very needy time. The Bible is the perfect revelation that God assists us through life with detailed direction. It contains all that we need to spiritually survive through life. And if we follow its direction, it will be all we need. We'll go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good word works. The Word of God points us in four essential directions. First of all, God's Word tells us what is right. He says it is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine is a word for teaching. What, and it teaches us what is right. Jeremiah 17 and verse 9 said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Man is inherently sinful. We're not born with the capacity to always choose the right thing for ourselves. In fact, when we are left to ourselves, the Bible tells us that everyone chooses a different right, creating confusion and devastation. Proverbs 21.2 says, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Proverbs 12.15 says, The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Now thankfully, God has given us His Word as a standard for righteousness for our lives. John 17.17 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. God's word tells us what is right. Secondly, God's word tells us what is wrong. 
He says there in 2 Timothy 3, it's not only profitable for doctrine, but it's profitable for reproof. It tells us what is wrong. God's Word tells us when we're wrong. Now, no, no one likes to be told when they're wrong. It's not a very comfortable thing to be told you're wrong. It's necessary, though, to be reproved at times in our lives in order to find the right direction. Faith in God's Word will give us the right direction through life by giving us proper reproof. Now, by the way, that's the major role of the Holy Spirit. He will reprove the world of sin. It tells us in John 16 and verse 7 and 8, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For I go not away. The Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now I'm thankful for the spirit of truth working in concert with the Word of God or the Word of truth that helps us build lives in truth. So God's Word tells us what is, uh, what, is what is right and He tells us what is wrong. But God's Word also tells us how to be right. It says here it's profitable for correction. This is where God's Word, if followed by faith, will lead and guide us in a righteous life. Philippians 3.9 says, And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which God is of God by faith. You see, following the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God will lead you toward the principles of living right. So God's word tells us what is right. It tells us what is wrong. It tells us how to be right. And then fourthly, God's Word tells us how to stay right. How to stay right. It is profitable for instruction in righteousness. Now Noah was saved, and all of his family was saved because he heard and he believed and obeyed God's Word through faith. We need to learn to lean on and trust the Word of God. It will protect your life. I wonder tonight, is your life protected by God? Are you living by His Word? We need to determine to sow the seeds of truth in our lives through obedience and allow the Lord of the harvest to cultivate those precious, peaceable fruits of righteousness in our lives. Let's bow in prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you for the example that you give to us of Noah, a man who made right choices. We know that you directly went to him and very carefully instructed him, and he chose to obey. And we're thankful for that example tonight. Lord, we pray that we too will make wise choices in our lives and that uh, we will choose to obey your word. We thank you for your word tonight. We pray, Lord, even as we've heard the word faithfully preached for a solid week every night, uh, practically that uh, it should have an impact upon our lives. It should make a difference in how we live and how we conduct ourselves. But Lord, help us not to uh, 
think that we've had enough. Lord, help us to be faithful, to stay in your word and to continue to uh, follow that instruction that you give to us. Know how profitable it is for us in our lives. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us as we walk with you to faithfully just put our faith and trust in you and in your word each and every day. That we'll sow seeds of righteousness instead of the wrong kind of seeds. Lord, help us to be faithful in that, in that way. Thank you, Lord, for the time of testimony tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the songs that have such great meaning, the good old hymns of the faith, and even some of these new songs with special meanings to them. And we thank you, Lord, that we can have a song in our heart. And we pray, Lord, that we will as we go through this week. Whatever you bring upon our, our path, Help us to put our faith and trust in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your songbooks and turn to 406. 406. Song based upon Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Let's stand as we sing this as our closing song. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. With all thine heart, trust in the Lord. In all thy ways, in all ways acknowledge him, and he shall, he shall direct thy paths. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, with all thine heart. Trust, trust in the Lord. Thank you. You are dismissed.